Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thank you for joining us for this not new series. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Justin. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Inside the church, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm joined uh, by James Ross, who's lead pastor here at Church on Bayshore, and another amazing guest, Mr. Whatever, what, Mr. Mr. I was going to say like very, I don't know, come up with a title for you, but <laughs> Lucas Comer, who is our, I'm going to get this wrong, but you are our children's kid, minister. Children's minister. Cause it's pretty changed easy. again. So it's, it's, right. it's just recently changed. And you know, come on, so, Justin, you know, we call them kids. <laughs> don't you children. update the website? Yeah, I do. And then I forget what I wrote. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it's so like brain right. dump, unnecessary information. Uh, so true. Uh, he just said, your unnecessary information. I, no, no, no. What I typed on the That's website. Okay. I, I, it's I, fine. I can't keep everything in my head. So, uh, yeah. So you, we are here this week, continuing the conversation uh, about tensions that we manage in the church in making disciples. We talked about worship. We talked about growing. And this week we're talking about serving. But before we dive in, let's just take a moment to check in. Lucas, how are you? <laughs> I'm I mean, doing no, good. I mean, how are are you? <laughs> I am doing pretty good. You know. Have you been on Boggy Talk before? I have not. Okay, this is welcome. First time, on, first time on Boggy Talk. Yeah, we should have a, a soundtrack that plays like when people are here for the first time. So we should. Welcome. You can edit that in. That's right. I can. I can <laughs> Look, do that. Good the call. Generation Z He's like, making improvements to Boggy Talk can, already. Can do that. <laughs> He's not a podcaster either, uh, which means one who listens to podcasts. Right. And you just you recently had a birthday, so. That's Happy right. belated birthday. 25. Here yeah. we go. What a great year. What a great year. Mid-20s. Like, you know some things, but you don't know everything. And but you kind of but you, I think, particularly are kind of past the point where you think you know everything. Like, yeah. yeah. I embrace it. <laughs> I don't I you know I appreciate that. Flying by the seat of my pants. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's now officially March. So uh it's spring is almost here and Daylight savings is about to come and we all spring forward and go back to like having an extra hour. Yes. Praise the Lord. Every year I feel like like the government's like, we're going to vote this year to keep it forever. And then they don't. Who is the holdup in this? Like who is the holdout and can we get them out of office? People are like, the government's trying to control us, the mask and all that COVID. It's like, yeah, they've been doing this daylight savings time unnecessarily for years. <laughs> of course they've been trying to control us. Worse. Sorry, yeah, it, conspiracy it theorists. purpose, and I'm <laughs> not so sure that that purpose fueled is the, fire. the same anymore. Uh, but hey, so this week we're talking about serving. And the reason we asked Lucas to come and talk about serving one is because I, I, we took a poll of our staff and everyone voted him most servant hearted. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> That's his superlative. That's we didn't Sorry do that. that. Yeah. But Lucas really is super, super servant hearted. He's always willing to jump in, help out, do whatever is not just what's asked, but he's, hey, do you need help with that? And so that's awesome. But when we talk about serving uh, in the church and serving in, uh, in ministries here, Perhaps no one else on staff is impacted as greatly as Lucas. And because in terms of the sheer numbers of volunteers yes. that are needed yeah. in 
kids ministry with our preschoolers and with our kids. On a so, on a like, typical Sunday, how many volunteers do you need? Um, I would not probably, what's real, but what's ideal. Like if you could say today, if Sunday, if everyone had all the spots filled on need field, it would probably be fifty to sixty. Okay, wow. Every week, wow. That includes yeah. Wednesday nights, right? Fifty to sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a lot, That's of, a lot of people every week. One Sunday. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then you multiply yeah, that times yeah. four in a month. You know, yeah. you're looking at 200. You can do math. 40 <laughs> slots. Yeah. yeah 240 right. slots yes. a month. Yeah. yeah 200, mm -hmm. 240 slots a month, which is a lot. Yeah. So, it is. It's a handful. That's for sure. That's for right. Speaking okay. of kids, they're a handful. <laughs> <laughs> they are. So, uh, you know, and you are, you are very connected with other kids, ministers, and people in your position. And, Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like no church out there right now who's just like, we've got all the kids volunteers we need. Mm -hmm. They're just coming. We don't even know what to do with everybody who's signing up for kids ministry. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that is definitely the kids ministry anthem, <laughs> especially now in COVID. With yeah, it's been amplified, out, right? It's been yeah. like super amplified. It's always been a need. Like we always need volunteers. We're always going to need more people to serve because people move. They transition into new ministries. But especially with COVID, we lost half of our volunteers volunteer pool mm -hmm. just because they didn't feel comfortable being around germy kids our kids are germy just a little bit and some of that is valid <laughs> and some of that is an excuse right mm -hmm. yeah that's yes that's okay. very true okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you can be honest we'll be honest here, here. yes right. foggy right. talk we're in the mud man that's right mm -hmm. we're in the mud you can be real this is a safe place <laughs> yes for your opinions to live forever everything you say will be kept confidentially <laughs> To anyone who wants to watch it, yes. ever. perfect forever. Yeah. yeah. So, why do you think? Like, let's talk about it. why is this such a struggle? Not just here, but also in other places. To get people to serve. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's a struggle because it, it it is a sacrifice. Like you are you are making a sacrifice to serve, whether it's a sacrifice of every week or a sacrifice of once a month. Um, like it it's a lot to sacrifice, and a lot of people see. We've talked about it before on Boggy Talk. A lot of people see the church as what can I get from mm. the church? And so it's a really hard mindset for people to say, all right, how can I give and pour into the church? Um, and so that's really hard. And then I think another like part of that is that kids ministry isn't always seen as one of the most impactful ways people can serve. They're not on a screen. They're not welcoming people with fresh clothes and smiles to the doors and they're not like an adult ministry and all these different things. It's you're serving in kids ministry. And then some, some weeks that looks really awesome and the kids are learning and they're doing great. And then some weeks the kids are just, it's a full moon outside and you're just like, what is happening? Is that real? I mean, is it, I think it's real. It like, is. Full moon. It really is. The next day is going to be crazy. Yes. That one of the it questions I will ask Sundays. God one day, like what, what was with this full moon? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we won't talk about the fact that you guys are getting to, Endless speculation and genealogies right now, <laughs> and we'll just keep moving forward. Whoops. <laughs> so, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it, it's interesting some of the things you're saying, because um, I, I've always struggled with this, honestly, because to me, you know, serving is just synonymous with Christianity, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm not saying I'm the perfect example. And, and honestly, truthfully, I don't have a natural fleshly servants hearts. Like I meet people who are just kind of like, they want to be do-gooders like all the time. And that's not me. But then for me, like just following Christ and seeing his word, it's like, where is the need? And I can do something about it. 
So you're telling me that that's not the typical churchgoer. Yeah, I would say probably not. Um, and I think a little bit of that has to do with like a lot of our volunteers are parents themselves. And so when thinking of kids ministry, like, oh, this is a service they're providing for me. Okay. Not necessarily okay. a service that I can be a part of because they just think, oh, it's a drop off service and yeah. it can go on. But yeah. we can't drop off if nobody's there to receive. Yeah. So. I don't think I don't know that you meant to intentionally say this, but you just hit on something big. You said a service that they are providing for me. Mm-hmm. So that's a me, they mentality versus ownership and the church is a we. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a huge part of service in the church, but also in the community. You know, I, I, I'm i on the wonderful, glorious Facebook group called Concerned Citizens of Niceville. <laughs> Man, if you're not on Ooh, that group, and, you're missing out on some entertainment. And, and I'm not saying everybody that posts everything on there is bad. Uh, sorry, but... So much of it is like this, just they better give me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, why are there storage units and not restaurants? Like they are not giving me a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we aren't like, it's a collective. You know what I mean? Like somebody's got to invest in these things for this to happen. And when we think it's they, me, like, who are you talking about? Like Dan Hinkle, our mayor, is the one that's building all these stores. He's sitting behind. He is personally doing it all. I know. Get another. He's he's not like that, and and they the the they aren't like that. Yeah. Right. Right. So like I feel like that when we talk about the church, it's just another example of us applying that mentality, and it's really individualism Mm -hmm. into how we express our life, and and then in this case, express our faith. Yeah. Um. And so you know. Uh, how, how do how do we how do we sh- how do we change that, Lucas? I call uh, you Luca <laughs> because my kids call him Luca. Yes, that's fair. Because I don't think they could say Lucas at first. <laughs> some of them, the younger ones, mm-hmm. and then Luca Doncic, who's a great basketball player, and Lucas is awesome. So I just call him Luca. So from now on, I will refer to him as Luca in this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, and I, he doesn't like basketball, so that's, it works. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I think one of the ways I don't think there's a perfect solution for that, because I think if there was, then the world would be perfect. Um, (laughs) You know, Um, but I think one of the ways that we as like our base or kids ministry is trying to address that is like, we've kind of changed the language a little bit with volunteering. Um, Like we, we refer to ourselves as the base or kids team Mm. and you are a team member and you are a leader and we are all working together to accomplish our mission. Um, Just to kind of get that. It's not, you're providing a service for families. We are, but we are working together to accomplish our mission to Mm, help kids believe in Jesus, belong to God's family, become who God created them to be. Yeah. And so I think that mindset helps shift people's perspectives of I'm not just sitting in this room watching. It's not childcare. I'm not just providing this. It's I'm actively taking part in the mission. Yeah. Mm, That's good. You know, I think, because I do think culturally as a church, we're actually, you know, you don't, you don't, it's not like, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to others, but we do that. And, and, you know, you evaluate. And part of my role is I am involved in the health of some other churches. And um, I do think we're relatively healthy, but I do think a lot of this is, is it's, it's taken time with some of our our older members who've been here a long time, who are like, we love this church and we're going to do whatever it takes to see this church healthy and pour into the next generation. And then it's taken 
several years of us saying the same things over and over again to our younger families to get them to embrace that. Mm-hmm. But I think a huge part of this is church staff seeing themselves as partners with the congregation and not as an us them mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think a lot of churches, and I don't know, based on you two's experiences, the staff does often develop an us them mentality and yeah. it just eventually comes healthy. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you people need to do this. And right. We do. Yeah. It is not, mm-hmm. not healthy at all. I think that happens too, even within, within staff in, in and of itself. Like we, we start viewing our, the ministries we're responsible for is competing for each other. You know, right. kids, I mean, we've heard this. I mean, the people who are like, man, our, our, at our church, the kids department is at war with the student department and they're at war with the worst department. Everybody's fighting over these people and we need them and we need the money. And it's, I mean, it genuinely is not like that here. You know, like it is like we're trying to, hey, we're trying to think of your needs and serve each other and help each other grow. And we, because we want that to be what the church is like, you know, if we're one anothering each other and considering each other's needs more important than our own, as the Bible tells us, then this will be a natural thing that we do. The need in children's and student ministry has impacted kind of your planning, right? Absolutely. You know, I think some people, you know, coming back from COVID, they're like, when are we going to start doing this in worship? When are we going to start doing this? It's like, People were, especially with like wanting to have choir back. And I just said, look, we are not going to have a choir in service until our needs and kids are met. Like, because I'm not going to ask people to pull out of like this urgent place, you know, and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And, right. you know, we're starting to make steps in that way. And it just means we have to be patient, trust God, trust the, you know, <laughs> trust that he knows what he's doing and that we're just following him and, and meeting the most important urgent need. I won't say important because it's all important, but meeting the most urgent needs. And if we we are a church that isn't going to be full in and discipling the next generation, mm-hmm. then what are we doing? You know, what are we even doing if we can't just, you know, continuously pour into our students and our kids? So, yeah, it's interesting that so much of what we're talking about is very simple, but it's not easy. Well, because it's not always convenient, as Luke yeah, said earlier. Yeah, yeah. But I do think so much has to do with this mentality shift, this move from individualism to collectivism. And like a couple of weeks ago in a sermon, you know, I talked about our expectation that parents serve once a month and people don't like that. And it's like, so what you're saying then is other people should serve your kid, you more than what, like, I don't even think people, because we're so individualistic mm-hmm. and so consumeristic in our society are aware of how they approach everything, right? Like, I think even a lot of people at restaurants, like, the server better serve me. Like we're the king walking into, you know, it's like, dude, you're at McAllister's. Like you're not the royal, you know, emperor, the chic of, you know, wherever. Like, and then all that being said, if we are powerful, what did Jesus do? The son of man did not come to serve. I meant to be served, but to serve. And it's like, so we never as a Christian get to this point where we say people should be serving me mm-hmm. if we're following Jesus. And so I think so much of this is just, it's a deeply spiritual issue and it's an ongoing constant battle. That being said, I think a culture uh, where people are having fun and people are together um, does create healthy Uh, feeling towards this? What are some things that you see in the children's ministry, but just in the church in general that is creating this healthy culture? Um, I would say, I mean, within our context, like we have people serving together um, from different areas. Um, We do like team huddle where we come together before uh, Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights where we just come together and pray together as a team because you may not always serve 
with the other 50 or 60 people that are serving because they're attached to a room and you're floating around to another room. Um, and so I think it helps that, like that mentality that you said for people to see, oh, I'm a part of this really big team. Like this actually is a lot of people that are serving together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that helps, um, with that collective mindset. Mm -hmm. It's good. So one of the, uh, the tension in managing all this is that, you know, you want people to grow in their faith and we recognize like people grow as they serve, but like people don't always want to do that. And so they, what people need and what people want, there's this tension of like, well, I need, and I, and, and it is legitimate. Like I need to be in my life group and I mm -hmm. want, and, and one of the things that we've, we've seen grow is we've connected a lot of people in life groups over the past mm -hmm. few years and people are getting connected. And then because of our procedures and our safety guidelines, there is a waiting period and training that people have to do, which is a good thing mm -hmm. uh, that uh, to serve in kids ministry. So people will then get connected in a group and they're like, but I don't want to miss my group to serve with kids. And, but I know it's important, but I, and so we are asking people, you know, to, they're putting people where they've got to make this choice. Uh, so how do you, as the leader who's most impacted by that, uh, how do you handle that? How do you handle that tension? That, that is a tension and it's a hard tension because we're asking people to come serve because we see this huge impact with kids ministry and like you're making a big, big difference and following um, Jesus and his commandment to teach kids and to lead kids. But it's on the other side, it's like I'm, I'm asking people to step away from something that I know is also good and stepping away from either a worship or a grow or through life groups. Um, and so that's really hard. Um, and it's something that we check in on our leaders and we're always trying to encourage, um, and equip our leaders, um, to be vocal in that, like, Hey, I'm feeling like I, I've served a lot or, Hey, like, or, have you been to life group recently? Have you been to worship recently? We need to make sure that we're checking out for each other. Um, but it's also really hard because in a season of a lack of volunteers, other people are having to step up and miss two Sundays worth of life group or three Sundays worth of life group, which is burning them out. But it's like, it's a, it's a seesaw and but it's really hard. At the same time, hard. you can't have one adult in a room with 20 kids. Yes. You right. can't do it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Balancing safety and health and all, all these things. And you, I mean, on Sunday morning, what people don't realize is that you are in, in your team, you're having to make these like split second decisions mm -hmm. about attention. You know, like we've got this many kids here, but we don't have no volunteer. We need another classroom to open, but who's going to do that? And if I do that, I'm, you know, you're basically, yeah, it's, it's just, you're having to make these decisions. So imagine when you leave oh, yeah. on a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon by the time it's done, you're like, I just need to check out because you're, <laughs> what you don't know about Lucas is he's an extroverted introvert. Mm. He actually likes us a long time. Yes. And so I imagine <laughs> by the time you leave here on Sundays, everybody's like, Lucas is so happy, but you're leaving like, I love those people, but I need an hour. Just silence. So what, what what is an extroverted introvert? I've never seen a blog about that before. Uh, you know, just, if, <laughs> if you line it up, if you like, if you write that word on top of the Enneagram and yeah, then draw okay. a star. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. Yeah. And there's like a blog about that every single day. Just Absolutely. So anyway. Someone actually told me that they were like, Lucas, I just love that. Like on Sunday mornings, like, you're just drenched in sweat and you're running everywhere. <laughs> and and like, like, you could just tell that you're like, kind of like, there's a lot going on, but like, you're just smiling and you just smile at people. And I'm like, yes, that's because I'm running around everywhere because I, <laughs> everything is. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's funny. So I do my best, that's funny. <laughs> but those Sunday afternoon naps are very important. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, uh, so I, I just back up. 
I, I, we, we frame the conversation the way you're saying it because people kind of lead us to frame that. But actually, <laughs> our, our simple goal is that people go to worship one hour, serve one hour, and grow one hour. And that's really not hard. It becomes hard when they say, but on Wednesday nights, I want to watch you know my TV show. Or on Wednesday nights, I want to go I've do this. Or, other I'm yeah, a part of. or we're traveling twice a month. Like The reality is it's really not that hard. Mm -hmm. It's just all the other things you want to do. And we choose what like to let go and typically right. you know it's just human nature yeah. sinful nature to choose the, the serving side to be the thing that lets go and i and so to me like you know i'm not mad like i, I just speak very but like seriously like it's really not that big of an ask like mm -hmm. to say give three hours of your week okay i preach a little long so give three hours and 45 <laughs> minutes of your week to to serve your church to, to grow in group and to be in worship and look at what that does in your life and look at what God is doing in the life of our church. Like to me, you said sacrifice, but it's really not a sacrifice. I know, I know why you said that, yeah. but like, it's a privilege that I get to be a part of what God is doing. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the problem, the problem, and the reason you guys are saying this is yet everybody's not where I'm at, where I'm talking. And so you're trying to lead, lead people, people to, to that, get there. Right. Mm -hmm. So how, how do we kind of take people in those baby steps uh, to really to both of you of, of getting there? I, that, that's a good question. I mean, I personally, like I have served on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights in kids ministry, minus the occasional vacation once or twice a year. And when I was working summer camp ministry since I was in high school. Yeah. And so it's a priority thing. And I, I, I what like, got you to do that originally? It, it was just, a, I just saw a need and I start, started serving and I had this community and I saw the impact that I was making on kids. And so, so the think, Enneagram didn't tell you you should be in kids. That's, that's right. Destiny. <laughs> that's you correct. just started meeting a need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. just started meeting yeah. a need. And I think the more that I was there, the more important it, I, I saw it was. The more that I saw that our kids were actually learning and they were actually growing and that like I wasn't doing that. I was just giving them the tools, but I was having a front row seat to see what God was doing in their yeah. lives and to watch God building them and growing their faith so that they could have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And it, it's it, like you said, it is the biggest privilege. Yeah. What about you? When did you start? Serving? Uh, goodness. When they I started mean, paying you enough. <laughs> no, I, guess I, do it now. no, I mean, I really, uh, yeah, served in high school. I mean, our church, you know, let us do that. And, um, and then through college too, and then that that eventually led me to you know, serving in ministry, even in college, you know, and in the summer times with uh, my home church, and then overseas. So I think, yeah, it just, it does start early. I think that it's it's it was modeled for me in my home, like my parents served in the church, um, and so it was kind of like this is what you do. It was an, it was already a natural rhythm of what I think was expected. I think too, it's. Um, there's not like a, a, a silver bullet that just solves every problem because it is, it is teaching it is teaching people. This is what scripture teaches about serving. But then it's also showing them like, this is the impact it's making. It's inspiring mm -hmm. people to that, but also, um, and, and it's telling stories. And then it's, you know, like helping people see the difference it's making. Uh, and then a piece of that too, is like that it, we, we are doing a good job of, of, of growing and cultivating relationships, making it fun to serve in kids ministry because some some Sundays it's going to naturally be fun, and some Sundays you're going to naturally leave and be like, "Wow, I'm tired." Mm -hmm. uh, 
And, and that's okay. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to be exhausted because the kid, the kids were just hard today. Or, you know, it's, it's that way with our worship teams as well. I mean, yeah. we have some volunteers who were here in our tech booth and in worship teams who were here for five to six hours on Sundays. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they're just, they, they see what they're doing as a vital part of the mission of the and church. And it is. To yeah. Make yeah. Right. You yeah. Know? And, it, and it is. And I think, you know, we, you know, we it, it growing and cultivating that servant heart in all of our people um, and then celebrating what God is doing. And I think we're yeah. doing a better job of that. And we always will have room to grow in that. Um, and then sometimes it's just like we've got it help in our in, in life groups and in our in the people that are holding us accountable. And we're sharing with like it's saying like, hey, are you doing this? Yeah. Why not? You know, and having those relationships that we can do that. Yeah, you know, I think everything rises and falls on leadership. I came up with that quote myself, yes. not not John Maxwell. <laughs> and, you know, I think one of the big keys here is life group leaders who are modeling this. So, like, you know, I think about Laura and Philip Young and, you know, they, they, they're, they're some of our most gifted young leaders. Uh, they've been involved in multiplication. They serve in kids ministry once a month. So, so they're having someone else lead that group, you know, to do that. And then, you know, I think about, you know, John and Sandy Stokes who lead on Wednesday nights, you know, and say, and they're in the stage of life where they, you know, they don't have kids in the home anymore. They're involved in their grandkids' life, but she serves, you know, in, in the children's ministry on Sunday mornings. Um, we have other Sunday morning, you know, group leaders who, who are helping out on Wednesday night, like Kay Barrett. So I just, you know, and I could keep going on, yeah, but I think, times, yeah. and then there's student ministry too. We have a lot of families, you know, again, the bigger volume is, is children's ministry, but we do have a lot of families who they serve in student ministry. Then they're trying to go to group. And then, you know, they, they, cause they have young kids. They also serve at least once a month. And, and I just think the more leaders you have doing that, the more people see, Hey, mm-hmm. these are healthy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll just be honest with you by and large, when I think about the people I want to be like, as I get older and I want my kids to learn from it's people who are worshiping. They're here regularly. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't do a travel ball tournament here and there, and they can't, you know, go on vacation here and there, you know, but, um, and they're growing, they're in the word, in a group, and they're serving, yeah. you know, and not just once like, hey, I'll greet every, you know, once, once a, a quarter, month. like, I, you know, <laughs> and, and, and if you're in health conditions and, you know, you're struggling to get here once a month and yeah, you're serving like that's between you and the Lord. But by and large, most people like it should be service should be giving of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like it should be doing something that requires some what we would consider sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So to, to me, it just seems like that's healthy discipleship as we talked about last week it's not just information right absolutely yeah. so uh let's uh let's talk about some of the the things that people uh said to you or oh. and maybe uh, you know maybe you know like crazy children little boggy, yeah stories. like <laughs> crazy children's ministry stories are like the thing or maybe in general by people's attitudes about serving in general but even just serving specifically in kids Ooh. yeah speak freely and speak freely we'll edit out if it's we too far we want, <laughs> we want to treat these to anyone but and maybe you could say well i had a friend yeah. who <laughs> yeah. and, and for 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 a hundred bucks, we'll send you what he says that's edited out. <laughs> that's right. hundred dollar I mean, donation to our children. We, that's we, right. We, we all, we all know we hear this stuff and mm-hmm. I, you know, like you hear it about worship, you hear it about everything, you hear it about free. I mean, we hear it about everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell you my favorite and my least favorite. My, my favorite is, well, you know, I just feel like the Lord is calling me to serve elsewhere. <laughs> 
and and I've I've been hit with that a few times. I'm like, okay, where, where, <laughs> where? where? I don't know I would, yet. I would, I'm yes. kind of like Abraham. It's to a place he's going to show me. That's yeah, that's right. That's that's probably my favorite. <laughs> well, I remember you're about to go to battle, <laughs> and you're gonna give a tip, and then all this stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but my my least favorite is probably like, oh, I just don't. I just feel like that's not really doing much. Like it's just childcare. It's, it's babysitting, and I just, I just don't. Do feel you say, like, "How dare you?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, and <laughs> "Who it, do you think you are?" Exactly, and it, and it becomes <laughs> more about no, them. He doesn't say that. <laughs> but you think that's it. why I'm not the children's minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know how, how volunteer retention would go if I were the children's minister? I mean, we'd have like some very, very committed people, and that's it. Yeah. You know. So anyway, <laughs> but it's just that one. Just it, it becomes very right. about them. Yeah. Because because it's like, I want to make a difference and I want to do these things, but I don't feel like I can do it when right. I'm serving in the preschool rooms or yeah. when I'm serving in the three-year-old rooms. And it's like, you said I a lot in that sentence right. yeah, when serving right. isn't actually about you at all. Yeah. Um, and so that's probably my least favorite just because people use that a lot. It's like, I want to make a difference. And I want to do this impact. Right. And it's like, oh my goodness, if you could just see it the crazy impact that you get to make just by being there, not even teaching. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to prep anything. You can be a helper for a leader and just you being there, your presence is just so impactful. Like we've, we've termed like our leaders in our rooms are our teachers and our people that are there every week. So not just the teachers, because we want people to know that even if they're just there every week to help, like you are a big deal of being an example for the kids. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a huge piece of this for, especially for our older kids, like elementary age, not just in older preschoolers. It's like what a gift it is for them to see different men and women in there leading them, learning from them. I think about the people who, when I was growing up in church who served in those roles, like they were incredible role models. Now it was a little mm-hmm. jarring when I got like to college and started working at that church, like how <laughs> some of them actually acted. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's a different story, but, but it that was better be a different story, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you yeah. know, but it's like, but it really was like, wow, these are the, and these, and these people were, they would be at school events or they would, you know, with their kids and they were telling me good job or they were, it was just, you really, this is what helps our children really tactfully understand like why well, I am part of a community of faith and I don't just go to church. Like I am the church. I'm part of the church. And that's hugely important. And I even think for our little ones, you know, like my wife serves every week in the baby room, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the teachers that are with her, like all of the people in that room are the, the adults and the babies too, but the, the adults, they are high capacity people like who are smart, who could lead things, who are leading other things, but it's not beneath them to serve babies. And what they're telling me is like, we, we spend that time praying over mm-hmm. these babies. We're rocking them. We're holding them. We are praying for the parents. They are making connections with the parents. Like they're using some of the things that God has naturally wired them for mm-hmm. to serve, you know, in these, within these kids and the parents' lives. And it's just a, that is what it's about. Like, mm-hmm. it's about saying, this is the need. Like this is a privilege mm-hmm. and nothing is beneath yeah, me like right. nothing no 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 right. christian can say well that's beneath me yeah, you know? yeah. And, and you know if somebody has a bad attitude about serving in children's ministry student ministry anything we regularly 
Like the truth is we don't want them to serve if they have a bad, if they're going to be a cottonhead and ninny muggins, right? Like we don't want, but I think you need to ask, why are you a cottonhead yeah. and ninny muggins? Like why? I just felt like you would call them that, you know, like, why are you being that way? Like you should, like, I agree. We don't want you serving with that kind of heart, but why do you have that kind of heart? Like, and I just feel like so many people are like, well, I just don't feel it's like, okay. I validate that, but why don't you feel, you know, like doing the things God, like that should bother you that any, anything of God that like, I don't want should bother me. Right. Like I, as a believer, like, Oh, I don't want the things of God. So anyway, I just, I just feel like so many people though are like, well, I'm good. I'm done. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. feel it. And I, yeah. I feel like that modeling component that you mentioned is super important and gets overlooked because it's like, I, I never had a male teach me like when I was growing up until I was like a junior and senior in, wow. in high school. Wow. Like it, my only male teaching me was my wow. pastor. Wow. And so like for me, like one of the reasons that I serve is so that the boys in my classrooms and the boys that I'm teaching in kids worship and then on Wednesday nights can see that like they can be an active role right. in ministry without feeling like they have to be the pastor yeah. because that was like always on me. That's the good. pressure was like, Oh, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a pastor. I, I like kids. I want to serve with kids. Like that's what I want to do. Um, and so like people seeing, like I saw, I have had a few teachers that I saw every single week for my entire elementary, like when I was in elementary kids ministry for five years, that teacher was there every single week. And like that made an impact on me to see them like, they committed that much of their lives to church. They took vacations and left after church on Sunday and came back before the next Sunday. Like seeing that modeled was something that shaped my faith more than anything. And that's something that I try and help people see. It's like, it's not just about the teaching. Like that's important. It's not just about what we are teaching. It's about our example because that can make just as big of an impact the kids seeing your faith. And so, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think this is just huge. I, I remember I interned for a pretty large church down in South Florida. And, um, you know, I was excited. I was the only one from my college that got the internship. And, um, you know, I want to be a pastor. It's a big shot. And so so they had a few other interns. And it was like this kid, he was a couple of years. He, at that time, I think he was 17. He had just graduated high school, 18. And he was like helping me worship there. And me, we were kind of paired together. And our first day, like, again, we both were kind of like, you know, we're going to be big deals. And the custodian was out sick. And so they were like, your first day, like, you're going to go clean our bathrooms because we got things going on here Wednesday and tomorrow and, and they have to be clean. And I remember thinking, like, that's my first day on this internship. I'm coming there, like giving up, actually seeing my fiance, uh, Christy, you know, over the over the uh, summer, giving up a job there to make less to intern because I could, you know, I was going to be a big deal. And him too. And then I just remember saying, you know what? For this church is to function, this has got to happen. And so we're serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so we just like worship together and clean those bathrooms together. And, you know, there were other interns that didn't have that mentality too, of which who quit that summer because it was hard work. But like, you know, I'm a pastor now and he's a worship pastor at a pretty large church in Georgia. And like, it's just interesting to see, like, I think a lot of times the people you see leading in the church, whether that's staff positions or not staff positions, are people who just said yes to Jesus mm -hmm. about whatever, that yeah. nothing was beneath them. Now, that's not always the case. Right. But like these people you want to be like, you know, it's like, man, they have a servant heart, you know. And so I think and, and we can't lose that. Right. We never right. arrive. Right. Because, again, Jesus, son of God, was 
let the children come to me. I'm here to serve. I'll die on the cross for you. Mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I don't feel like serving children. <laughs> you think Jesus really felt like being last with the cat of nine, nine tails, you know, for you? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. exactly. So, well, he did, but you know what I mean. Preach preach it. It. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did. <laughs> it didn't feel good. Oops, oh, I just oh, used the table. The table. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's yeah. just cringe. But, okay, so as we wrap it up, Lucas, give us, like, your best pitch for why people should serve. Oh goodness. Um, it really is like, we just, we have such a beautiful like mission. Um, and I love the way that our mission is worded. Um, and like, we really do exist to lead kids to believe in Jesus, to belong to God's family and become who God created them to be. And we do that through all of their ages and stages in kids ministry. And it's like, when you think about it, like kids ministry really does birth through elementary, see some of the greatest changes and developments as kids are growing. And like, we get to be a part of that. Like we get to be a part of watching God shape them and form them. And it's, it's, it's almost like you can't put it into words. Like when you, like I've got kids that I taught that are graduating high school now and like are on a path to serve the church and are in love with Jesus. And like, I haven't even seen the beginning. I thought some of my first classes are graduating and like, there's nothing like that feeling of like the Lord allowed me to just get a glimpse of that. And just by me saying, yes, I was able to help or some do something. The Lord used me in some capacity. Um, and I just think that it's the greatest yes that I think people will ever say is serving the kids and serving the, the little, the little ones. Yeah, that's good. Now, now, why should they serve in kids ministry, but not students? And not <laughs> just kidding. Woo! Just kidding. You serve where the need is. That's and, right. And it's everywhere. But I think what you said. Who is gives like, the better gift card? Yeah, that's right. Christmas. Who's the better, the gifts at who Christmas. Gives better swag. Who, better sw- who had hoodies first? <laughs> who had hoodies first? Yeah, I think what you said is like this is the this is what you're saying yes to. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you're saying yes to be obedient to Jesus, and you're mm-hmm. saying yes to Him working in you. And working through you. Because if you're serving, you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you are. Unless right. you're just completely self-absorbed. And, yeah. you know, if you're serving, you're going to grow. It's going to stretch you. God's going to use kids or students or, or other adults that you're serving to teach you mm-hmm. and, and mold you. And and a lot of that is because you are going to die to self and mm-hmm. realize, like, this is where you find life. You know, that's what Jesus promises mm-hmm. is that. Um, yeah, it's what you're saying yes to. That's a good word, man. Yeah. Good That's job, awesome. Lucas. You're so wise beyond your 25 years. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. Thank That's a you. Good thing. You are. So, anything else you wanted to ask, Luca? <laughs> nope. Anything good. you want to ask us on record? I'm good. All right. <laughs> How can we help you, Luca? <laughs> Volunteering in kids ministry. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You heard it. So, do it. Uh, there you, you go. Can, if you are interested in serving and you're not yet, uh, you can go to uh, churchhomebayshore.org, uh, and then you'll see the serve tab, and there's a volunteer uh, interest form. You can fill it out. Let's and there's a 400-question spiritual gift inventory that personalizes <laughs> so you can find your unique 
specific way that God has designed you to be glorified through serving him. Oh, did I say you be glorified through serving oh, him? Oh, wait. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Whoops, that's what, oh, never mind. <laughs> the test isn't the answer. That's right. It's the affirmation of serving and yes. seeing how God uses you. And you'll never know if you don't start. If you don't start. Doing that's something. Right. So start. Come just on. do something. Come and on. just do something. Do it. Dude. Do it. All right. Do so, hey, that's all for today. <laughs> Join us next week. We continue with our next Discipleship Essential, talking about the tension uh, that comes with giving. And uh, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to skip that. But it's going to be great. We have another <laughs> special guest joining us. And you don't want to miss the great insight that this special guest will have. And so. and don't forget to set your clocks forward if you're really old school. That's right. Set your <laughs> clock because, you know, if you're not using your phone yet for an alarm, who Maybe are you? Change. So, all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.